welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Morning. I'm going to be talking to you about Joseph. Um, it's so important to understand Joseph's mindset towards life and God. And so often, Joseph is left out and forgotten, but he's actually responsible for some of the teachings of Jesus himself. This is through a constant teaching and developing as a kind father figure that Jesus' mindset is transformed to the tender-hearted and humble soul that he's shown to be in the Gospels. So let's take a look at the crazy stuff that God is asking of Joseph. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because G Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary home as his wife. Can you imagine what it must have felt like for Joseph at the time? He's just this average dude, and then out of the blue, his wife is pregnant with a baby. He's not the father, and who knows who is? And then angels appear to him in a dream and told him to just chill out and be obedient to God. But somehow, in this craziness, Joseph was able to trust and have faith that whatever God told him to do was right. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. God wants to speak into our lives this Christmas. But we can't just listen and nod. We need to be able to have the faith to follow God and what he has in store for our life. We must become unwavering in our faith. I don't know what that looks like in your life, but in mine, I go to college right here in Guildford, and I would say it's about 95% atheist. And I've got to be honest, it's really challenging. 
being bombarded with all, of, with all of these secular views whilst trying to stay true to Christ and not conforming to any of these little temptations that are put in my head. When we are firm and stable in our faith and open to what God has to speak into our life, then we are able to soar upwards and God's plan will come into fruition. So when I'm at college and all of my friends are smoking or bunking off lessons, God just gives me a little nudge, as if to say, nah, let's just find some other friends, which gives me the courage to actually say no and to actually find friends that are going to bring me up instead of drag me down. So maybe this Christmas, God's going to bring some challenges to your faith to test you and build you up alongside him. However, sadly, it's not just enough to be stable in our faith if we want to be like Joseph. Joseph was able to listen to what God had told him in that dream and was receptive enough to engage and trust that that is what he needs to do. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need to have an open mind in order to trust God in what he has to say. Otherwise, we're going to end up doubting everything and taking no action. This is in moderation, however, as being too open-minded leads us to believing things without praying or thinking upon it deeply. And then we can start to get weak in our faith due to the bombardment of negative things in the media. Our minds need to be open and ready for change, but we should be questioning and not believe everything we see. So maybe this Christmas, God wants to surprise you with some new opportunities that may have seemed way out of reach before. And also, we need to be able to be vulnerable, to take off our natural armor that prevents us from doing anything that has even the slightest possibility that it'll end up in anything negative, such as rejection or someone judging us. Joseph did this by showing compassion for Mary and trusting her despite what the world was telling him to do. Joseph took off his armor in order for the kingdom of God to thrive. This is reflected later on in Jesus' life when he tells Peter to step out of his comfort zone, to walk on water with him and to have faith that he won't sink. We need to take off our own armor for a while. Feel what it's like to be able to go against the wind and with the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to be this big commitment like selling all of your belongings, going to live in a van, and traveling across Europe on a mission trip. Because <laughs> God told you to. Although, if you think God is telling you to do that, then that's good as well. But it could be as simple as just striking up a conversation with a friend 
or a colleague about God. So maybe this Christmas, God wants you to step out of your comfort zone, to meet new people, and to help others. So this Christmas, let's be like Joseph. Keep an open mind by listening to God and not closing down any pathways just because you don't think that they're possible. Have faith through the trials and tribulations and look out for that nudge that God gives you and step out into this faith. Become vulnerable. Invite that homeless person in for Christmas dinner. Go whatever direction you feel God is pushing you in and have faith that it will work out. In this, God can and will do great things. Let's just watch the next bit of the nativity. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Gemma. Um, I'm originally from South Africa, if you can really tell from my accent. <laughs> um, but I've just recently crossed the one-year mark of being in the UK, so... <laughs> Christmas here is amazing, and it ends it off pretty nicely for me. And I'm sure all of you can agree that Christmas can be one of the most happiest times of year, um, with presents, and um, as well as spending time with family too. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you can also agree that Christmas can be one of the most stressful times of the year. And um, actually, before I start talking, I want to ask... Does anyone else actually feel this way, not just in Christmas? Not just Christmas that happens once a year. Some of us feel this throughout the year, monthly, weekly, or even daily. It's something that we all struggle with. For me personally, moving over halfway across the world <laughs> was not the easiest thing. Especially learning a new culture, or even just sharing my faith with my newfound friendships and relationships. But all of these struggles that we face are nothing compared to what Mary and Joseph had to go through. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 to 15, it says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Mary and Joseph had a crazy life. This King Herod finding about the Messiah that is soon to be born. And his only ambition is to search for them and kill them. This is just evident of a life in chaos. But what God does so beautifully in the story is he supernaturally intervenes in amongst Mary and Joseph's struggles. He sends an angel more than once to warn them about Herod. He speaks to Joseph in his dreams and guides them. He fulfills his promises throughout the whole story. Peace is what they must have felt, knowing that he's with them every step of the way. And this is what I'm going to be talking about this morning. How do we receive this peace or experience this peace from God? 
Do we, have we ever even actually experienced this supernatural peace that God talks about? Well, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom, and its connotations are completeness, success, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, and well-being. It also says in Isaiah 9 verse 6 that Jesus is a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. So what this means is that Jesus is what brings completeness and wholeness and harmony in our lives. He is the key in amongst our chaos. He is the prince of peace. In John 14 verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Jesus is saying before he leaves earth, we cannot find this peace through anything else besides him. We can't experience this supernatural peace through anything like assurance of money or people's words and actions. We can only find this gift of peace through him. I was actually listening to a pastor's message about peace, and he actually said that nowhere in the Bible does it say that there will be peace on earth. It does say, however, that we will encounter troubles and trials. But Jesus has given us this gift. And by being marked by Jesus and his peace, we can overcome all these troubles and trials, all these stressful situations. We are not on our own. Exodus 14 verse 14 says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Jesus saying that he's empowering us through our hardships. He will be with us every step of the way. We just need to be still and trust in him. We receive his supernatural peace because we know who he is. If we know he's this faithful, loving, almighty God, then why are we worried? But I think some of us don't actually know who Jesus is. And I think some of us need to learn that trusting in him doesn't mean doing the same strategy over and over again. He wants a relationship with us. Intimacy with God is so sacred and special. And by having intimacy with God, we learn his character. We learn who he is. And that's how we find our peace in him. 1 Peter 3 verse 11 says, He must search for peace with God, with self, with others, and pursue it eagerly. Actively, not merely desiring it. Our hearts need to search for him. We need to want to pursue him. It's not just desiring, it's having a hunger for him. So again, I ask, how do we receive this peace Mary and Joseph, Mary and Joseph had? Mary and Joseph accepted Jesus in their lives physically. And we are all called to accept him into our lives spiritually every day. If you'd like this Prince of Peace, Jesus, and you can pray with me right now. Just put your hand on your heart as we pray. Father of Prince of Peace, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for your love for us. I understand the things I do aren't always the right way, the right path. So I ask you just to lead me and show me the way. I'm ready to know who you are. I just I thank you for dying on the cross for me and for my sins. I just ask that you'd come into my heart and make me whole again. 
I take you now as my Lord and Saviour, everlasting Father. Amen.